Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. Oh dear God, I just hit record. All right, all right. This adventure is beginning. I can't put it back in the box. I'm excited. I literally have a giant coffee. I have a giant gallon of water. I am prepared for this. And in a moment, you'll know why. Let me introduce you to my guest today. He is energy. He is smart. He is an entrepreneur. And he is a video marketing strategist and thought leader long before preaching the good word long before he was cool. Long before people even realized the power of it. He's been out there saying this is the thing. And I can't wait to learn from him. He is the godfather of video, and and we're just going to extract as much knowledge as we can. He's also fun to listen to, fun to talk to. He brings that energy. I am in trouble without all this beverage. Um, He's the host of the Video Playbook series on LinkedIn. He's also the managing partner at TRO Video. Isaac Miranda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. That's the most amazing intro I probably will ever get. That was awesome. That's right. That's right. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I gotta live up to the the Godfather <laughs> video. I'm using that, by the way. There you go. And, and I expect you, as you have in the past, you show up to a video playing an electric guitar. I expect you now to show up in a Godfather costume and and preach the good word about video. So, word. I gotta just pass this over to you. We want to start the show the way we start every show. I'm gonna hand you this thing, but you are a giant amongst men and i know you work out so it shouldn't be that heavy to you but oh god it's heavy oh okay here we go thor's hammer take that receive the hammer oh look at respectful two-hand grab everyone that was fantastic isaac take thor's hammer no don't don't put it down grab that hold on to that smash for me some kind of marketing myth bogus strategy misconception set the record straight once and for all all right uh, yes. So we're here to bust a myth and I love busting up myths and the biggest myth today that's driving me nuts that I'm preaching everywhere. I can hear, get somebody to listen to me say it is that a website is not a video. It's not 2015 and every five years you need a new website and now you got your about us video and that thing's good. Good. We got all of our people in it and it's going to last us for three or five years. And I'm trying to say, don't make a video, use video. You have problems in your business, solve your business problems with video. Stop treating it like a website. You're driving me nuts. Yeah, it's that old like, ah, check the box, do it once. And I was going to say, you know, those about team videos, they're almost out of date the moment they go live. Oh, yeah. You many times I've had to reshoot? Oh, yeah, that guy quit. Got to reshoot the whole thing. I'm like, bro, let's do the diversify that message away. What from do you do? Person. Do you, do you Photoshop that guy out? Like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we, there's only so much we can do in post. So no, we can't <laughs> do that. Um, but now we try to advise people like, Hey, is this guy like a partner or something? Is he going to be here for a while? You know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, the message is don't make a video use video. That's the idea. I love this. Where, where does this myth come from? Where, where do we get the idea that we can just, Oh, we heard about it at a seminar. Video is cool. We heard about it on this podcast and we just do it once. We treat it like a tactic. Where does this come from? 
you know, people uh, operate off what they know. And if you're a, a, a small, medium business owner, you've gotten by on doing this very thing. You got your website, you figured out you probably need SEO by now. Okay. And then there may be realizing you can't ignore social. I mean, this is the level of some of the people that we work with and that's okay. They have businesses running and they don't. So they're realizing this and now they're understanding, wow, video, I should not only have a video, but use it. And they don't get it that like, what's the new stat 70? There's like high seventies. The percentage of online consumption is straight across video. Just all bandwidth of all the internet is like 79% video, maybe even higher. So do you really think you're getting your message out using 79% of the traffic out? You know, so. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we, we, it's like, it's like you hear, you hear this tactic and you just try your best. It's almost like doing doing on you don't know any better you don't know the strategy behind it you just know the tactics so you're like i just will record something and and throw that little wave file on my on my homepage and not really thinking about the big picture so if that's not how if that's if that's making a video how do we use video how do we do it the right way yeah that's awesome awesome question um you know you start out by just having a problem you need to solve and every business has some little roadblocks. So for this quarter, our big problems we're trying to solve are maybe recruiting. Maybe everyone thinks we're too expensive. Maybe no one knows we exist. Maybe we opened a new location and no one knows we exist there. So there's always like, here's a little grenades that are blowing up in our path. Let's get them out of the way. So let's solve those problems with, I mean, the recruiting video. It's real. You could get people to find out that you're there and that you're a good place to work. Imagine if every other shop in town has no recruiting video and you do, you're already like steps ahead of everybody else. So that kind of stuff. Um, so step one is, is just identify your business problem you want to solve. God, you know, what's, you know, what's fascinating about that. That is so the right step uh, anywhere. What yeah. are we trying to get done here? Right. It's yeah. so you know, to he- have people hear you like, that's that's the kind of yeah I'm, I'm not this is not going to be a, a shill podcast for tr video but i'm so impressed with that answer because how many times it, you know when they're doing it when they're just making video they're just making the thing they're not thinking about what am i trying to solve here why yeah. make an hr video if hr is not a problem right you're yeah. just doing it to do it but you're saying is there a particular challenge in the business you have next time you have a problem you identify try solving it with video yeah, specifically, yeah. You ha- you have to, uh, you know what? If you haven't been like a small business owner yourself, you almost can't have those conversations. You know, how do you, a lot of people, what if you're just a salesperson that's a consultant and you're trying to sell some video, you might not go there. You might like, here's, here's what all the companies in the world are doing and here's the result. But you're not just talking to Joe Schmo going, what are you struggling with right now? You know what I mean? And- so maybe that's why it's not so common, but it seems very to you and I common sense to, to approach it this way. Got it. So you start with a problem. We've identified a problem. Um, maybe you've got some shitty glass door reviews. I don't know. You, you got, you got an issue. And so you're like, okay, problem identified. Step one, identified a business problem. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the next is, so in, in video club, which is our way that we do business, 
uh, we create a video playbook. And so we get their big rocks of like what we're trying to solve this year. Um, and then we look at like in a recruiting video, you need to know what other people are doing. You need to know the audience really well of who they're trying to recruit. Um, and once you understand your message and your audience, like all piece, come on, this is marketing 101, targeting message and how can you distribute and get it out there. So we work through that and make them a video playbook and just say, look, the most important thing sounds like is recruiting. Secondly, you never did a formal about us video. Let's crank that out. And then um, later on, there's a big trade show in the winter time that you go to. Let's do a big show that uh, a video to pump you about that. So we make a playbook and then we just write, create, you know, you need to write and voice the video. There's a lot that goes into it, but it's, yeah. it's telling a little story. There's a lot that goes into it. At, at, you mentioned researching other people like do your competitors have anything yes. if they do? What does it look like? What kind of things are you looking for if you do a quick little research on on your competitors or on other people? What are you trying you to find what? out? This is, um, it's easiest to get this data from your client. I mean, they're going to know, look, this and this and this. I like this person's marketing. I wish we were like them. These are arch enemies. Here's, you know, where we're at in the, and I need to know, are you the Mercedes Benz of the deal? Or are you, you know, the lower down, you know, where you at in the market, we need to know all that. And then we can really do a little bit of research that maybe they have already done, but it's nice to have a third party do it and come up with, here's where everyone's zigging. Let's zag. They all look really corporate and stiff. Let's have a little bit of fun. Or everyone's trying to look really, everyone's very unprofessional, but you need trust because you're selling insurance products. Let's go with a professional kind of a, just and so that is what we advise, and it just takes a little bit of time. Um, but then you know, and then also how you voice the video. There's got to be the biggest thing is that people have to see the person you're trying to persuade. They have to see themselves in that video or mm. that story or that problem, and it's got to happen in the first you know 10, 12 seconds. Oh, that thing. Oh my gosh. I've literally lived that little drama every week. Like they're seeing themselves on it. So they see themselves reflected in that. And the only way you can do that is to circle back around to what you're saying. Um, researching other people, researching the audience, understanding where you fit in that market. So you research the market, you understand where you fit, but also understanding, you know, whether you're doing this for someone else or for yourself, understanding. I love that. You know, our, should we show up as the, the luxury car or are we the people's car or are we the safe car? Like it, it's important because, because why you're going to be able to make that. You can be able to share that, that feeling through video. You're going to be able to, you know, should we make this, this tight slick, you know, is it a Porsche? Is, what is it? Or are we getting dirty? We're getting our Jeep. We're getting mud in, you know, like what, yeah. what kind or is it a truck? We're tough. Like, but understanding, uh, talk to me about the art behind that. Cause I, I get the sense that, you have this knowing all these things about the market and where they want to fit and play. How are you able to show those things in the video? Um, it's everything from, do you go animated? First of all, do you go live with B-roll and titles? Okay. So it's mm. like a live video but with titles and sound effects and music and you're telling a story. There's text only videos almost where it's just like printing out text. And then there's also just full on animated. Uh, one of our favorite ones is a, a combo of, but how you want to present is part of that decision. So a lot of like 
technology companies with explainer videos, pharmaceuticals, they all love the animated explainer thing. You got the little thing that's floating along and it's yeah. like the four parts and it goes, and here's you, and here's what you want to happen. And we're helping the whole, you know, and then it, so that's, uh, that's part of how you want to come off. A lot of construction companies just want live stuff. We got trucks and we've got job sites and we want you to aerial shot our thing that we're building and show some boots on the ground with the yeah. slow-mo dust coming off the, we're here. That's so, right. um, you know, and they want uh, classic rock, you know, backing tracks and like more, whereas, you know, the pharmaceutical people are going to be like more sophisticated, you know. And then if I, my personal favorite is just new wave, like a new wave genre of, you know, what I hate though is those uh, ukulele music. I'm just so sick. We have a couple of bugaboos and we won't, we won't do ukulele. I just pull it right out. Well, like Bugaboo Creek? You know, like, uh, hey, you have a problem. Bling, 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 bling. You know the ukulele track, the one. I haven't seen these. I feel like I'm missing out. You're going to hear ukulele behind every video now, and you're going to just want to barf. I feel like I feel like I we need our producer to find us some ukulele music for the rest of this episode. What do you think? (laughs) Do that. I should get a, I have a ukulele. I don't, I'm not against it. I play ukulele, but I just, it's just done a lot. Do you have your ukulele with you right now? No, I don't. Okay. It's probably I a good to, thing. I can right? almost play you the very song everyone uses. Yeah. I can almost play it. It means um, you're part of the problem, Isaac. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I, so, so it's not, now what about that music? It's just, it's just, it, it's not consistent with their brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you got a group of people that don't take themselves overly seriously and they're really kind of down to earth and they do this for a living make it more fun or something like a like I said classic rock and then and then you could go no music but you also need you know we use sound effects so the whole video is just crafted to make you gotta imagine that person that's gonna be watching this video the perfect score this one person that really didn't understand that we did all these things and they're the kind of person that buys our thing and now they get it well, what would that music have? Well, it would have, heck, we'll go classical. I'll do anything. I don't care. It's got to work. So, But it has to align to the mission. Um, yes. I mean, how critical is music? Um, music make or break is, a project? yeah, it could turn a video around. If you can get the right music track and then even pull it out and pull it back in at certain points, you've just taken a video from like a C minus to like an A minus. Like you yeah. can it level up. Um, even bigger than music though. Like I was just talking to my editor and he was saying sound will make or break a video like, okay. Sound. If you've got good sound, it's nice and crispy and everything kind of comes. And he's the other day we had that happen and we had a video we're watching it and we're like, why do I hate this so much? And it was the sound. Mm. You would be amazed how much uh, it changes things. Sound or vid- uh, or sound or music? You're saying like the, the rec- I'm saying the sound like the vocal. Oh, like the, the vocals. Like the, oh yeah, the, the vocals are sound. too quiet. Mm. They're too crunchy or muffled. Um, a little lot has to do with the person not being a mush mouth. You know, if you're just articulating, that helps yeah. too. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm sound. a mush mouth. I feel like how do I fix that? Am I a mush? Um, I I no, am. I don't think you're a mush mouth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've never thought that. You come out, you articulate really good. Okay, cool. My, my my mom was a speech pathologist growing up, so like I feel like I got something from that somehow. 
I had uh, a lead singer in my band that was a mush mouth. Oh, uh, but was it like a mush band? Was it like a? He was like, I'm dreaming, I'm a soul, I hear my line. What the place for that? Get the my dreams are saying. This company is really <laughs> not like, No. And then, yeah, he just wouldn't. You got to open your mouth. Anyways, that's another. Okay, so we, we got a lot of stuff. So, um, so the music's important. Okay, I'm, we have to get to the vocals in a second. Uh, after sure, yeah, I jumped ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a lot of things and head wherever. We're just going to jump around. But any final thoughts on music? It um, Ukulele mm-hmm. only fits if that's your brand. It needs to fit. Um, any cautionary tales on music? I, yeah. Oh my. Well, copyright free, obviously. So uh, tell me about that. Yeah, because like boots on the ground. Mentioned- like, yeah. Go into your YouTube. If you have a channel, go into YouTube Studio. Go to YouTube Audio Library, and I think you can even search YouTube Audio Library without being a studio member. Um, but anyways, all royalty free. And if anyone, sometimes someone will ask for an attribution, but it's still royalty free, meaning. Use it for yourself or a person like me could use it in like a video for hire. So like and, I, I could uh, literally look this up right now and play and play this and we don't get removed from YouTube. Right. Uh, and I got to tell you, <laughs> one of my favorite creators, this guy, Otis McDonald is fire. He oh, yeah? is he's all over YouTube free music. His music is all the cool news feel sounds that you want. Um, the only thing I haven't heard him do is like, I think he doesn't have done a whole lot of like guitar bluesy stuff, but everything right. else is just in the pocket. I just want to give him dibs. I've used him so much and he's just an awesome creator. Got it. Okay. So, so we got the, we got the YouTube studio, the audio library looks good. We got some, got some categories in there. And then we got our guy, Otis McDonald, who we got to check out here. So, and you just, you can like download his tunes, just give them. Yeah. Give them so you're, you're, it, right? yeah, you'll see, you can even filter by Otis, but they have, you know, all the genre is dark, angry or bright or classic. And they'll have genres and they'll have instruments, drums, guitar. And so you can go theatrical moody, and then it'll show you, but it also shows by artists. And so there's a filter there for that. And you could just oh, type wow. in Otis McDonald and he just got a bunch of good bops, good medium feel funky bops with oh, slight Are vocals. You- all Here's another thing. You can't have the feel of the track can't have this big spiky. If it's like a nice mellow track and then this really loopy, like hippie sounding sitar comes in. And then here's your vocal track. I'm trying to talk. And then the vocals are fighting oh. with the sitar. I'm like, no, nah. oh, yes, this is. A, yeah. Yes, you exactly. can't. You can't. So Otto's McDonald has a bunch of killer tracks that stay in the mid range pocket. Mm. don't overact your vocal i don't know how to explain it they're great no i totally get that man it's like low middle high and and if your voice is getting into that middle high stuff and then and then your mind is is starting to figure out where is this melody going is this a chorus and you start thinking about the music the music's too busy yeah right isn't that about like like even soundtracks in movies if you notice the soundtrack then it's probably not good because it's supposed to add but not take away you know yeah yeah it's supposed to yeah that's a good point Unless it's a boring video, then you're like, eh, soundtrack sucks too. Paying attention to both of it. Okay, so music. That's some good tips on that one. Okay, let's talk voice now. All right, all right. Well, how do we do it? No mush mouth. We talked about what What else is important? So in voice, um, again, if you, 
if you were to sit here with like one of these and download audacity for free it'll show you a band and it'll show the little recording and it'll go check check right the little peaks have you ever seen this no i'm going to watch for that top peak to not go above the line mm. or it's going to distort and now you're you're recording a distorted audio and no matter what you do you can't fix it all you can do is yeah. cut it out when it distorts which is weird so that's important don't peek if you're using one of these they have gain controls on and them. you're putting it to your mic right for those listening yeah, yeah. this is a, a microphone um or even in if you're talking in your iphone you're doing like a little usually okay those are pretty smart about not letting you peek yeah. but have you ever notice if a firecracker goes off it goes it it breaks up it's too loud can't handle it so, um another one about recording sound is the best sound is not that roomy little echoey sound like you're in a bathroom at the airport and it's all like the weird echoey that's not fun to listen to it's a little right. distracting because when because when you get that kind of sound like people are like what the hell is going on here and they they're quick to tune out right they're like yeah where did Casey it's distracting. go or you know what? They don't have to put up with it anymore. I mean, videos no, no. have gotten good. If you don't have, if you're not coming with like your A game, they're like, this sounds kind of crappy. Swipe. Um, and so the little padded that's, things. That's a really good point. Real quick on that. You know, we've gotten so used to Netflix and Amazon being good at shopping that we don't put up with bullshit shopping carts. We've had so much good sound lately. We're not really that. We're not really that patient with sound that doesn't work anymore. Like yeah. maybe we were in the old days, like, ooh, I'm just so happy to hear a sound. Like instead of a record player, it's on a, a tape cassette or no, we, we want it to be crystal clear. And if you can't mm -hmm. figure out your mic setting or if your your little thing keeps hitting your lapel, your mic keeps hitting your lapel. Yeah. And I keep hearing this <sighs> swishy stuff yeah. in my ear. I, I'm Scratchy. out, man. I'll go yeah. find something else to listen to. It's if it's uh, yeah, if the lighting is really horrible, usually sound was the biggest one. People are like, I can't, what? And they just swipe, they just keep going. Yeah. And they don't have to put up with it anymore. And so while it's cool that everyone's using video, it's also getting harder because people have tastes. So, okay. Um, but so, also I want to give you another little sound clip. Yeah, uh, tidbit is the little foamy things that they sell at the store for like a few bucks a piece or like a 12 by 12 inch. Um, if you're going to do a lot of, you know, little videos in the room, just go get like 30 or 40 or 50 of them and just put yeah. them on the wall around you. And it'll just help the room go to more of a dead sound. Ooh. And that's, that's going to help that dead sound room. Yeah. You want the dead flat sound and then you can mess with it and post, put reverb on there, put echo, put what you want the nice flat crisp sound. That's the sound everybody wants. Gotcha. So take it down to zero so you can add stuff in later. You can take control over it as yep. opposed to having to try to deal with the peaks and the, the car horns and the fire engine and the private jet that one day will have my name on it flying above my head, you know, like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it matters. I mean, not everyone has a studio anymore. I, there's this thing in my head about making it perfect. And I know sometimes these tips are helpful, but also they can make people nervous about, not do we have to be perfect there it's like, like doesn't always have to be perfect but there are some standards and sometimes i can keep well, you i'm in i'm in professional food. video production and you're okay. asking me about it so i'm but you're yeah i'm gonna i'll back up and say i said rather somebody just take their phone and set it up against their monitor and talk to it and and then post it somewhere i'd rather see that than nothing yeah you know i want it something to get out there but um you know maybe it 
CPAs, I mean, they never market at all. Neither do they send their bills out. I don't understand that, but you know, like if a CPA sat there and said, here's some text and just had it lean up against monitor and talk to it right there. I kind of appreciate that. Me too. But you know, you're not going to get to, you know, McKinsey levels or like some of the big accounting firms, you know, doing something like that. So they're going to call yeah. somebody like me. Um, yeah. So, but I'm a big fan of do something. Action is everything. Do, 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 do something. Right. Right. And, and, and more frequently, you mentioned planning for this problem and that problem and this problem, not just, I made a video and I'm done. It's like this evolutionary thing where you, and I guess every time you make one, you'll get a little bit better. You know, sure. you'll, you'll learn something or work with a team like yours. So you can just skip all those stages, but either way, you know, but do something. So you're, you're part of that 79% video that you talked about on the internet. Um, real quick. What is new wave? It's a music genre, you know, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the right words to say, you know, like really? the eighties, the eighties new wave, that genre of music has like a little, and then the, the synth comes in. A little lead. That's just a new wave pop. So that just, you're saying that doesn't work for videos. No, I love it. It's my oh, favorite. you do love it. I want to push new wave on every video I can. Really? <laughs> it but just feels right and looks and sounds awesome. It's not distracting. It doesn't like get too no, much. No, what, what if you get one with like a little sitar in there? Sure, you can't use sure. that. Or like a, a, a flute solo. Uh-uh. <laughs> but we clip everything. I mean, a lot of times the first 20 seconds of the, of the music is perfect. And you, you won't notice it, but we're looping that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, at yeah. the end, the sitar solo starts and it ruins ruins everything. Man, those sitar it, players. A pain in the ass. I don't know why I'm just bashing them today. I feel bad about it. If you play sitar, I'd like to hear your work, but not on my video. You heard it here. Calling all sitar players. Reach out to Isaac Miranda. He's looking for you to play him a song. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to hear a good sitar solo. Um, yeah. So what's next? What were you what were we talking about? I'm lost. Oh, no, no worries. We're, we're staying, we're staying in tune here. So um, <laughs> what about the camera? You mentioned, Hey, just whip that iPhone out. Like, should we be getting a real camera? Where, where, should, where should we play in the, in the video recording? What do you have? What is this your laptop? What you know what? Your... No, uh, actually I went to the store and uh, this is my desktop little web camera that I just picked up at the Logitech. Oh, and it was on sale today and it was a little bit better. My old one was, a Vivitar or something, and it was not as quite as good. Um, but this is not what I make videos on, right? Um, I would say make. There is such a diminishing return on cameras, dude. It's I don't get into big time expensive cameras. I don't have a hundred thousand dollar camera. I don't think I'll ever want one of those. Um, so I mean, do you not need it unless you're on like a big screen somewhere? I mean, what's yeah, the, you know what it point? is. It gives you uh this is a good question from like my editors. I have two of them. And then my writer that writes the scripts. So I have a few people. He also is really good at it. does some shots and some uh, film work around town. They I kind of leave it to them. They're the camera experts. But I will tell you that this, this diminishing return and Casey Cheshire has a or not Casey Cheshire. That's you. Casey Neistat has a great video about this it's if you the look other casey up, yeah the other you know that one you might have way heard cooler he's a way he's cooler okay casey. but uh but you know he talks about you spend you know 
the, here's a baseline camera they're going to spend your you know six hundred dollars on and they spend a little bit more and you get a little bit more and then you spend another two hundred dollars and you get this much more but there's one point where you spend two thousand more dollars and it goes like that and it barely increases the diminishing returns and then next thing you know you bought a fifty thousand dollar camera that was only a little bit better than that one and so we just stay in the prosumer so pro consumer is like a top of the consumer level of cameras that's where we hang out we really don't get into like i don't know i just don't think that's what makes a good video i think shooting and production value and writing for goodness sake you know is very big so yeah it's like it's like if you can hit a standard if you can hit something then good make the content good you know hit like we said with the voice of the audio have some you know it's not terrible, but it doesn't have to be world-class. You have to have someone holding a boom mic, you know, unless you hire a good team, but, but if it's on your own, like, okay, you, you get a decent mic and a decent camera and away you go or yep. your iPhone. Um, not to, not to stress over. Doing, we're web and social videos. I want to put this in context. Yeah. I make web and social videos. They're marketing pieces to help companies grow and build and do things. This is not theatrical. I don't want someone to go try to shoot a short film with a prosumer camera because gotcha. they do need stuff that they can do in post. That's crazy. Once you get those higher level cameras, you can get, like we talked about with audio, the flat line, perfect flattened out image. And then in post, you got all these options. Wow. You can punch things out. Um, but we don't need that. We're not doing theatrical. So, and think about 1080p, everything is dumbed down to 1080p. In fact, I'm kind of mad about the sound on LinkedIn. Have you noticed how horrible the sound? Hey, listen to your video next time you're about to upload it to LinkedIn. Oh, I like the sound. Upload it to LinkedIn and listen to it again. And you're going to be like, what are they doing? They're just killing the audio. They, they just, just compress the shit out of it? Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. They just cut it down a little bit. That's okay. They got a big platform, but it makes me sad. I just like, is someone thinking that's how I mix that? Because that's not how my video sounded. Yeah, so like you went to all this trouble to make it better and then LinkedIn. Yeah, I get a little miffed about that. Crap but, on it. But that's <laughs> our little thing that we work inside of. You know, it's uh, yeah. that's okay. So, yeah, it's a distribution channel. Um, what are you excited about with video? You, you, you've been talking about it for a while. You've been teaching people about it. You've been creating it for a while. Where is it going? What's the future of this? Um, I think the thing we just talked about solving problems with video uh, and using it as when people really start to understand how much faster you can, like there's even like there's companies where a founder started the company and the company grew to like 40 people and he was able to, okay, day one, go and sit with Susan, the founder of the company. And she'll tell you the story of why she started the company, how, and the passion and the fire at which they will never back down from quality and do the most ultimate job ever. And then, Person number like 72 gets hired. It's like, I can't do it anymore. It's, and so they're, you know, hey, let's record Susan telling her story, the story of the founder, and really go and make it a nice long 20 minute long interview video. And everyone can watch it, watch this video your first day. And you still get to meet Susan later, but stuff like that, does that, it sounds impersonable, but what happens is no one hears a story. And you've been working this place for two years and you don't really know why they started this company. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. The idea of taking your key moments or the memorable things, the most important stories to your whole culture 
and in memorializing them or like standardizing them so that they're they're told in that perfect way that you wanted it to be told sometimes you know we have like a, a founding story for ringmaster and i tell it every onboarding time but wouldn't it be great to actually nail it right yeah. and then have that video available for people to check out as opposed to you know saying at different times and you're right after saying that there are a bunch of those employees she's probably either really good at it or maybe she starts skipping sections because she yep. said it so many times or you get in a room with 20 other people that's another way to do it um but onboarding stuff is a big deal yeah um, i just talked to somebody this morning that wants that uh what about staying up date up to date i mean there are new problems that are happening just this quarter or this yeah. last six months that are interesting for like manufacturing people they need to know right. what's going on and he's like this is relative now it may not be in a year and a half but we need to voice this and message this now so that's the kind of stuff that we're excited to tackle a challenge you know so yeah it's like it's like finally recognizing the importance of video and then tying your most important moments and projects to it so it's it's, it's like yeah. it's finally seeing that realized we're in the past. Oh, what kind of weak thing could we throw at a, a, a video tactic? But now it's like, no, this is really important. We want to solve this problem. And this is a really important thing. The best thing, it really, the best thing you, way you could solve that problem in many cases is with a video because we'll watch that way more than, you know, read a blog post or here's a 30 page thesis on this thing. I mean, that's why video is here in the first place anyways. So, you know, uh, the thing that got us pumped up uh, just the other day, this story came back. So we did a video. Uh, I mean, plumbers. Plumbing is a very known commodity. It is needs to be done. We're always going to need it. It's tough to get plumbers. It's in this town right now. Um, and so they're very in demand. And it's tough to even get people that want to go into trades. We've all heard this problem, right? People aren't going into trades. Um, so we did this video for our client and it was like their first initiative um and they basically had trucks sitting idle and they need more plumbers to get butts in the trucks and go help people with plumbing and we ran it on a couple of platforms that we thought would work to get the right kinds of people and now they got too many plumbers and not enough trucks oh wow like hell yeah like yes man that's very a very hard very real problem that could have hamstrung them for I mean, that's talking about killing revenue or opening up revenue. I mean, that's that makes me feel like we did something real. You know, that 100%. moves the needle for them. So 100% man. Powerful, powerful story. Real life story and something as simple as getting people in the right seat. But man, if those trucks are idle, you're not you're losing money. You're losing yeah. but those trucks are moving. You're growing. Your company's growing. You're making money. So video as the money maker. You know, I, I've known you for a while. I, I'm a huge fan of all the things you've been doing, but you. when you really think about, it, I don't know you enough. So my next question for you is, who are you? Who are you? Take me back in time. Little Isaac days. What was it like growing up? You, did you always know you're going to be the czar, the godfather of video? Um, tell me. The dawn of video. The dawn. godfather. Godfather of video. <sighs> they, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, no. So what was it like? What was I like when I was a kid? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in West Texas. Okay. And I, I now live uh, up in Kansas City, home of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Yay, raw applause, mm. <laughs> boo, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I grew up in West Texas and uh, 
with my brother and mom and grandma. And it was like so completely different than the life I live now. <laughs> really? You know? I mean, there's some weird stuff about Texas and, and uh, but one like of the West things, Texas. So it was like, like burr, West, burr, like burr, hot, burr, like, like West like Texas, hot, like flat, te- like Friday night lights. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, the Central High Bobcats, my high school team played the Permian Basin Panthers. That's those guys. Absolutely. Oh. In fact, there were our arch rivals. No and they way. Had something called the Mojo Magic. And our whole town was horrified of Mojo Magic. Mojo Magic is the Permian Basin Panthers secret weird mojo in the fourth quarter that they would pull out and just win. And I've seen Mojo Magic and in fourth quarter, you could be winning and they will come defeat you. So that's where I lived. Uh, you know, that's I grew up in that era. When I was really little, it was like I'm, I'm showing my age here. You would go to the Friday night games and half the town. First of all, you have a pretty small town and this giant, like almost college size stadium. Too big. Jeez. But everyone went. Everyone went. And, the, and then the crowd, it always smelled like cigars and pipes because the old men with the Tom Landry hats were still alive, you know, and they were going to see the, probably their grandsons play. And they'd be out and, the, and they'd be smoking their cigars, their pipes. It smelled like football, you know. Just an epic memory. Um, but a group of you, you that, think that now if you ever smell someone smoking a cigar outside. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, that takes me back. If I'm outside right or more so if it's, if it's a crispy football night and you're there at the football, you long for that. Gosh, I wish someone was smoking a, a, a pipe right now. Yeah. It would smell so good, you know. Um, I, I'd, um, I, my grandmother would and aunt would smoke cigarettes downstairs in like the family room for Christmas every year uh-huh. way when I was a kid. And so I don't equate cigarette smoke with like, you know, all the negative things. I think Christmas and wow. also in like my, some of my buddies in college who would, who would do that too. Uh-huh. So, so I have these like positive memories, but yeah, the idea of like, they eventually stopped because they realized it was probably not a good Christmas environment, but I just yeah. remember it being like, Hey, this is what they did. The old people were yeah. doing this thing. And so, yeah, the smell though, you're right. You really connect. The smell to the is part of it. The smell is part of it. Wow. Um, and then, and then kids in Texas, Texas is a very hot place, but boys do not wear shorts. Shorts are for toddlers and little girls. Boys wear jeans, jeans all the time. And I'm think back, oh my gosh, we wore jeans. We would jump in the creek and swim around with jeans. We would play football with no shirts on or shoes with jeans. And everyone wore jeans. It's kind of like a cowboy almost thing or it. I can't explain it. It was a tough thing, man. You're just tough. It's just bad. Yeah. Just these, these kids are, you know, they want to be badasses and they want to. And so that's, but yeah, I remember that. And one day I think I moved up here to Kansas city and I'm like, shorts are okay. It's kind of comfortable. <laughs> They're kind of, you know, I'm not going to let my Texas friends see this, but right. Anyways, right. It's a thing of an era, you know? So yeah, these legs are kind of, kind of enjoying a nice little pair of shorts here out. I think somewhere in the nineties or two thousands, the Texas boys figured out about the shorts, but in my era, that wasn't happening. Wow. So wow. Well, you don't want the snakes to bite you in your leg. It's the you snake know? bites. It's the snake bites constantly. <laughs> no. So, so you're, you're growing up in, in West Texas and eventually it's like time to go to school or what are you thinking? Like time to grow up and get a job. What What's next? Yeah. For you? Well, and so I had a really interesting Background. I have a theology degree. No kidding. Yep. 
And so I, when well, what you guys tell me, me about this? So like you decided I'm going to go to what school and do theology. How'd that happen? So that is, uh, so I get into like my high school years and I had a really good like youth program at my church and a really good leader that was just very influential. And a bunch of us, a bunch of us from my little group all went to like Bible college, got a theology degree, which in a way, theology is in everything. So I use it every day, but I don't use it. You know, I don't know. What's your degree in? Computer science and communications. Oh, okay. So kind of. <laughs> um, I went to a Christian school though, and they definitely had like an Old Testament and New Testament class. So, oh yeah. But you just went like all in on that. What? What's? Yeah, like? no. I mean, we had like theologies, you know, and so yeah, all all those classes, and it was a a master's of science in uh, biblical theology. So. No kidding. Yeah, so all the way then, to the masters. Were you, were yeah. you thinking of maybe becoming like a pastor? No, no, no. no. I had ba- I, I've done, I said uh, I meant uh, bachelor's. Bachelor's. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And MDiv, I wouldn't go for that. Oh, I couldn't handle. Look, I was on academic probation like four <laughs> times. I barely got through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I went to Olathe North uh, High School. They let me out of there. I just wasn't awesome at school. Yeah. Like, why are they bugging me about this assignment stuff? Why do they want me to do that? I just couldn't ever see what the point was. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny because my kids now, I have two girls, and they're amazing at school. And they read books like four times faster than I do already, which they, they all get from their mother. So I was going to say, we clearly know where that DNA came yeah, from. Not for me. Yeah. Not for me. So, but so, I okay, okay, so you go to school for theology, and then maybe you're thinking of, what were you thinking? Did you have like an end goal in mind or just there. like, let me just do this? What I came out of a theology degree and I figured out real quickly that I enjoyed volunteering, like let's say at my church or whatever, sure. more than doing it for a living. So, um, and so I really, when I put my same umph and all my mojo and all my just desire and all my into work and like helping a business grow i quickly discovered oh my gosh these people notice and like promote you and crap and give you more money Mm. what is this thing called business (laughs) i mean it was like that this light bulb moment when i was in my late 20s and that's and that's so i kind of got a late start in things i didn't come out 22 like i'm gonna be an entrepreneur like no not really yeah and then but then when i had the why in my late 20s i was like Oh my gosh, this is really cool. They, I could do something here, I think. Yeah. And yeah, the reward. And there's some people that were just uh, really good organizations I worked at early on. And I'm, I'm glad I fell into those because I didn't want to get into business and have a bad taste. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. So then eventually you're starting your own company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm in finance and I'm doing, um, helping out people with, uh, capital equipment leasing, mortgages, and then capital equipment. Um, and then I had a couple of friends that had a marketing company. And in my company, I was kind of, oh, it's Isaac, you're our unofficial marketing. Basically, everyone would copy all my crap. I'd come up with, right? There's like 12 or 14 people on staff doing sales. I'm like, oh, Isaac, give us your, sh-. I'm like, am I being compensated for this? You know, so, <laughs> but I always knew how to chase it down. Okay. I always knew how to get in front of it. And so, I had a couple of friends that had a lead generation company. Um, one was the owner and one guy was more like the operator and people don't want to work together and the thing fell apart, but they had a model 
a website. Here's what we did. Here's the contracts we used. We have no money or no clients, but, and so basically I acquired that model and took off and that's 12 years ago. And we started in B2B lead generation. And that's when I started my first company. Wow. Man. Yeah. Boom. And it was exciting. Um, but I had the bug for like a couple of years. You know what? You know what it was, Casey? I don't, I don't know what got you to start your business, but when I was in capital equipment finance, okay, I had gone around to meet like, like a hundred and more than a hundred hundreds of business owners. And I'm trying to help them out with capital equipment financing. And as the more I met these people and talked with them, I'm like, they ain't nothing special. They're mm. not working harder than me. I don't think they're even smarter. I, I'm going to, I could do this. Cause I thought some of these people are living a pretty sweet life, dude. Right. Pretty just people. Sweet. Just people. They're just people that just, they understand the risk of the reward thing and they went for it. And I'm like, well, I'm the most risk adverse person ever. Oh, it has like a risk averse means you're not afraid of risk, right? Or is risk averse, I am scared of risk. I get Oh, right, right. Yep. One of the two. Whichever one it is, I'm not scared of risk. Um, And that's what gave me the bug. So for a couple, about a year, year and a half, I know I was like, I'm going to start a business. And then this thing came along with my two friends and I just jumped in. So, yeah, that's how I got in. Look back. Yep. So, So tell me about TRO then. So who's the ideal customer to reach out? Who do you just rock it with? Yeah. Um. I mean, we typically work with these companies, uh, small business, to small to medium market businesses that need to get a message out. They got something to say. And I would say um, we get people all over the country. Um, I would say 60% of our business is in Kansas City area because people sometimes are, they just hire a video person that's local because they think they're going to want to you know, and sometimes we shoot and sometimes we don't need to do a lot of shooting for them, but we travel too. And we also have a network of people we use all over the nation. So ideal people for us are, you know, your one to $20 million companies. I would say a lot of times, you, not, you know, not the consultants working out of their basement, the one man shop anymore. They got clients, a little team and they got, and they value marketing a little bit. That's the starting point. Yeah. People, I've had people approach me. I want a video, but they, they've never spent a dime on marketing or hardly any, they don't value it. And then it just doesn't, they get all uptight. It doesn't work. Yeah. So someone has to understand that marketing is important and that's a good starting. So it's usually a $1 million revenue company up to, you know, the really large companies that have so many resources and they know, you know, they're sometimes too cool for school. So gotcha. we don't work with as many as those if, with as many as those. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. People that value and, value the video. And then we do uh, our backgrounds in technology. So to finish out the story with lead gen and video, we shifted to video three, about three years ago, really hard. Um, so we're not, obvi- we have B2B lead generation chops. That's where we come from. We think like lead generators. We still think like salespeople mm-hmm. or making videos. So that's why when we make, we write and create the videos, we distribute them. We know how to do that, how to get in the right, in front of the right people. We understand tip of the spear messaging that would actually get someone to look and think about the video. So that's how, yeah, it's how, how that all came about. It's how the magic, how the magic is made. All right. Uh, Knowing all this about your really interesting history and the 
path and the journey you've taken. My next question is very hypothetical because see, I may or may not have a time machine here in New Hampshire. Oh so no. So you, you come visit, we get some beer, some lobster, right? Lobster. And we're hanging out and you get a chance to use this time machine, but it's a particular kind of time machine because it goes back in time and you get to meet yourself a couple of days after graduating with that little theology degree, right? Uh-huh. So you have to go meet that version of you, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh-huh. You can tell yourself anything you want, and the, the quantum mechanics won't mess up the universe. You won't create <laughs> Flashpoint, <laughs> right? I don't believe that. And, and what would you tell yourself? What kind of advice would you give yourself? So I just got out of college, right? Yeah. Um, well, I would say go buy some Apple stock right away. 100%. Um. And then I would say, and knowing what you know about I your think own, that I would, I think I would not be so high strung about. I was like, I was very uptight and high strung about um, everything I had to do and all I required of myself. And I think I would have said, just go do some stuff and find out what you're good at for a while. Um, obviously, the the ministry, the ministry industry not a good place for you. That'd be an easy piece of advice to say. And then um, I think a lot of stuff I did after college turned out to be a pretty good investment. I went and lived in Florida for a while. It was cool. Sweet. Freaking Fort Lauderdale area. It was awesome. Um, and then came back here and then I had a, a, a freaking band that was killer. Nice. Original rock band. Um, yeah, that was really really fun and then and then i had a, a slew of cover bands you know i just did that until and so i don't regret any of that that went awesome um but yeah i would say a couple things to myself for sure so awesome and then i guess the fault that is would you listen to yourself if you if you oh. showed up and saw it like older you you're like listen up kid <laughs> if if you put those words I just said into the mouth of someone that was trying to help me, I'd ignore it. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, what do you know? I'm doing something here. It's like, dude, I'm actually you. I'm like, I'm on a ma- But if I knew it was me, if I knew it was me, yeah, I'd probably listen. Because I had to break some of that, just the uptightness. And I just had to be broken of that. Right. And I had to live it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think if, if I said it to myself, um, maybe I'd listen to myself. I, I don't listen to myself now, so I don't know if I would right. then, but um, I've never experienced that. It's a good question. Cool. Cool, man. You'd probably see yourself and go, hey, my hair is still great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you still got your hair. Thank God. <laughs> it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. Where can people, they want to connect with you? What kind of social platforms? What kind of URLs? What places should they go? What videos should they check out? Great. So, uh we just, uh, so trovideoproduction.com is our website, and that can get you going on all things TRO. Um, and the other place would be like LinkedIn. Uh, we post most of our stuff on LinkedIn. And so Isaac Miranda is my name, I-S-A-A-C. Uh, you look me up on LinkedIn and would love to connect with you. And if you look at our recent post from TRO and our uh, LinkedIn uh, company profile is just TRO. Um, we just released like Death Barn is our latest video. So we do videos for ourselves because we want to eat our own dog food. We do content for ourselves. Like and this that. most recent piece of content is a complete just 
goofing off. Okay. I don't really have an electric chainsaw that I'm trying to hurt people with, but I do in the video. So it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a horror film. We wanted to try an experiment of shooting a whole video on green screen. Wow. So, and we have the, actually, I'm looking at it right now. So we got the green screen in here. And uh, so we went and shot, well, the backgrounds are problematic. What are you going to do? Just use, use tombstone and do a Western and then right. get sued by Warner brothers and put out a bit. No. So we went and shot all the backgrounds. And, but then we shot the, all the action, all the people on this green screen and we made a green screen video. Wow. Um, and so it's called death barn. It just came out last week. Did really well. And um, so that if you look us up, you can, you can find that it's also on YouTube. Um, hey, our YouTube client, but speaking of where to find us, we have a client work channel. So we have a, a channel for us um called isaac miranda tro let me double check that yeah we'll link to it in the show notes too okay so you can, find can us just on click YouTube. right through we've got yeah. the, we've got the tro video that's our own content for us and we've got a client work channel and the client work t- uh, video channel just it's got playlists of like construction people talking head videos animated videos so you can see stuff awesome. um and then last place is uh yeah, you could, those places are a good place to kind of engage with us. So, love it, love it. Well, dude, this has been so much fun. It's so great to sit down with you um, and tackle a problem like a like a podcast, but also learn from you. And you know, and sometimes it's that there's a little magic piece that that an expert like yourself knows, and so it's great to kind of just pick your brain for a little bit. So, I just thank you so much for being on here. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And I've been seeing you do this. And I was like, this is really neat. I know that guy. Like, I yeah. know this guy. I've been up there. You know, I had, you said lobster roll earlier. I had a, when I went up there and met you, I had a freaking lobster roll. Hell yeah. And I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be like a big bun that was hot with like chunks of lobster that were like buttery. And then I thought, I thought it was going to be rolled up in something like a sushi roll. And then you eat it this way, like a hot dog. <laughs> Turns out it's like a hoagie thing with like a cold. Yeah. Well, there's, cold. there's two kinds though. So you got that kind. So you have to come back and get the other kind. Oh, okay. Well, what, what's the other kind? So the, the other kind is like a melted butter kind with the toasted oh. bread with the butter. And so you go, you go hot and then you get the buttery kind or you go the cold kind. You get more of that, like almost like that mayonnaise coleslaw type. Yeah. 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 And so, um, but yeah, that was, was making me glad. hungry. I know. I know. I'm getting hungry too. Um, but I was just glad to, to uh, hang out with you, be on this and experience the whole thing. And I'm yeah. learning like your process of what you're doing here is, is pro level. And um, so thanks for having me on and just getting me in your circle of uh, stuff that you're doing. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted everyone to meet you. This is the perfect way to introduce you to everyone. And speaking of which, uh, if you're listening to this and you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I literally have pages of notes over here, front and back, then share this episode with one other person, right? One person, nine people, 4,000 people, eh, whatever. But that's thought leadership, right? So just get this information into someone else's hands about the magic. Skip the ukulele. <laughs> Go for that dead sound. Make sure the voice is crisp. You watch out for the mashed potatoes, the video playbook, and the idea. Don't use video. Don't make video. Use video. There so, it is. Amazing, Don't make dude. Video. Use video. Amazing. Takeaway. Isaac, thank you again, man. All right, Casey. See you later. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye TV Land.
<laughs> by TV land. This <laughs> has been another exciting episode of the hardcore marketing show. We will catch you all next time. Thank you.